0: Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery. And the topic is dissociation. Another form of not being in the body involves dissociation or leaving the body. As kids, we may have gotten into big trouble when we showed how we felt. So many of us taught our little faces and voices and bodies not to show emotion. Now, in fact, I think there was a a moment where I just decided I wasn't gonna cry. No, and it wasn't until I went into recovery to realize that that's probably not healthy. Um, Back to the reading. We may have eventually learned to disconnect from our feelings even before they surfaced. We knew we had to live physically in our bodies, but we could refuse to listen to what our bodies were trying to tell us. Some of us became so dissociated that we even looked at others to know when to smile or frown. We had lost our identities in this process. Wow, this is really powerful because I think a couple of things come to mind here that feelings are the key to our identity. And by discounting the feelings, I like lost my identity. And also the fact that like it is actually natural for human beings to feel their feelings. I think it just became so habitual to be in your head, um, to always be thinking, you know, because to always be hypervigilant. And even that, you know, I think discounts the intuition. And I always used to remember how upset I would be when I wouldn't follow my intuition and be wrong versus following my intuition and being wrong was, you know, strangely more satisfying. And I wouldn't say strangely, I think it makes sense right now. And I think the Brown book refers to uh, the game of dissociation and, you know, all the different ways and all the different compulsive behaviors um, You know, in a lot of ways, I feel like obsessive compulsive disorder, which, you know, honestly, I haven't really done anything to that type since I was 12, was kind of, you know, the first game of dissociation. Back to the reading. When we found ACA, we heard dissociation described as the disconnection from our feelings, thoughts, body needs, and other parts of ourselves. We also learned that childhood trauma was the cause. And that's something for me to consistently remember was I did grow up and I had a lot of childhood trauma. And I think sometimes, you know, even when my life gets better, I can tend to discount it. But, you know, that's where it happened. I remember being at a meeting once someone said workaholism was trauma. And, you know, that is a different message than what I got, which was workaholism was good and was going to save you. It was the only way. How crazy is that? I mean, it's really madness. And, you know, a lot of reasons that I do this thing is to, you know, try to get clarity with things. Back to the reading. At meetings, when we heard others say they felt numb, empty, or dead inside, we may have identified because of our own trauma and disconnect. We heard that change is possible, but it requires work. When we make the commitment to ourselves, our feelings start to show up. They may be strong and come in large quantities. Scary, but we have the support of other ACAs. Working the program and learning to trust in a higher power helps us to restore our true selves. We accept our feelings and become who we were meant to be. On this day, I will pause, find a quiet place to sit, and breathe. Whenever I feel disconnected from myself, I will maintain conscious contact with my higher power and myself. Wow, and I never thought about conscious contact with myself. And just... Using breathing as a tool um, to try to reconnect. Don't even have to you know, close your eyes and feel the body. Just kind of use the breathing, the level of the breathing. You know, I've, you know, yeah, this is a really powerful reading. The next reading also comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery. And the topic is gratitude. The gratitude we feel is limitless. Often we may have said or thought to ourselves at a meeting, I had so much going on that I almost didn't come. But I'm so grateful I did because I heard just what I needed. In fact, that, you know, I think with in these times of COVID, I think that's the the thing that I miss the most, you know, those days that you just didn't want to go. And then you just were like, oh, all I had to do is sit here, you know, and, and uh, you know, the magic of, you know, an addict talking to another addict. And yeah, that's definitely something I miss. As a recovery progresses, we are thankful for what may seem to some of us like divine timing, we feel grateful for the right meeting topic at the best possible moment. Often, a fellow traveler with just the right message will show up when we are ready, or perhaps the message has been there all along, and we're finally ready to hear it. Sometimes, we may see a person only once, but what they say or demonstrate is exactly what hits home for us at that moment. It's like my first time, I remember seeing this this look in this lady's eyes, and it just... You know, just even thinking about it now, feeling it, I guess, is just like that's made me want to keep coming back for at least a little while. All around us, we begin to notice our needs are being met when we're ready to recognize what is being placed before us. We may even be lucky enough to receive something we just want. Whatever we receive, it will be a gift. If something is presented that we don't want or need, we have the choice to let it go and turn it over. Sometimes we're just meant to have the information so we can pass it on to someone else who needs that very gift. On this day, I am aware of the wonderful gifts that appear when I need them. I'm grateful for the opportunities they present for personal growth. Now we move to the language of letting go by the great Melody Beatty, and the topic is In Between. Sometimes to get from where we are to where we are going, we have to be willing to be in between. Oh, wow. One of the hardest parts of recovery is the concept of letting go of what is old and familiar, but what we don't want. And be willing to stand with our hands empty while we wait for God to fill them. Wow. I mean, that that language is beautiful and it's very true that the uncertain can bring a lot of fear And a lot of times, you know, it it can make it hard to show up. And also, but I guess the thing is just about saying yes and really letting go of the results, you know, whether it's like a date or job application, a request from someone, but to take that action um, and to, you know, get out of that experiential cave. Back to the reading. This may apply to feelings. We may have been full of hurt and anger. In some ways, these feelings may have become comfortably familiar. When we finally face and relinquish our grief, we may feel empty for a time. We are in between pain and the joy of serenity and acceptance. Being in between can apply to relationships. To prepare ourselves for the new, we need to first let go of the old. This can be frightening. We may feel empty and lost for a time. We may feel all alone, wondering what is wrong with us for letting go of the proverbial bird in hand when there is nothing in the bush. Being in between can apply to many areas of life and recovery. We can be in between jobs, careers, homes, or goals. We can be in between behaviors as we let go of the old and are not certain what we will replace it with. You know, this reminds me of when I like uh, was giving up uh, gambling and I was really scared, like what I would, you know, what was the next thing? And you know, it ended up being the gym, which was one of the top five greatest things that ever happened to me, you know, besides my mom and, you know, my, my scholarship to Northwestern. Back to the readings. Being in, uh, we can be in between behaviors as we let go of the old and are not certain what we will replace it with. This can apply to behaviors that have protected and served us well all our whole life, such as caretaking and controlling. You know, I think for me, something new is just trying to set, it is setting boundaries, not trying to. We may have many feelings going on when we're in between, spurts of grief about what we have let go of or lost, and feelings of anxiety, fear, and apprehension about what's ahead. These are normal feelings for the in-between place. Accept them, feel them, and release them. Being in between isn't fun, but it's necessary. It will not last forever. It may feel like we're standing still, but we're not. We're standing at the in-between place. It's how we get from here to there. It's not the destination. We are moving forward even when we're in between. Today, I will accept where I am as the ideal place for me to be. If I'm in between, I will strive for the faith that this place is not without purpose, that it is moving me toward something good. And uh yeah. And the final reading from Melody Beatty seems like This would be a little bit of synchronicity. The topic is gratitude. We learn the magical lesson that making the most of what we have turns it into more. Say thank you until we mean it. Thank God, life, and the universe for everyone and everything sent your way. Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos. To order and confusion to clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. It turns problems into gifts, failures into successes, the unexpected into perfect timing, and mistakes into important events. It can turn an existence into a real life and disconnected situations into important and beneficial lessons. Gratitude makes sense of her past, brings peace to today. And creates a vision for tomorrow. Wow. And yeah, I'm starting to see that. You know, I'm starting to also see how my experience can start to benefit others. And that is something that, you know, how can you be grateful for that experience, you know? Um, Definitely a work in progress. But i definitely come to the right place um, to, you know, to progress. Back to the reading. Gratitude makes things right. Gratitude turns negative energy into positive energy. There's no situation or circumstance so small or large that it is not susceptible to gratitude's power. I mean, and for me, that's the love in the rooms. We can start with who we are and what we have today. Apply gratitude, then let it work its magic. Say thank you until you mean it. If you say it long enough, you will believe it. Today, I will shine the transforming light of gratitude on all the circumstances of my life. And that concludes today's readings for recovering my inner child. Until next time, this is Kowant Saluja reminding myself to feel, really feel my feelings, even if it is just a couple breaths, to love myself, maybe look at Kamal Ravikant's line, and to pause, because that's where God is, and for my breath to match God's breath.